dear brothers and sisters, today is the feast of Saint Andrew Kim, one of uh, my my favourite saints. Actually, I remember reading his story when I was in seminary and just falling in love with just the absolute conviction of the man. So, in Korea, just the Holy Spirit found a way that uh, there weren't any priests there. This is up until the mid 19th century. Uh, so, but there had been priests in China. So. Some, on, on occasion a, a Bible would be smuggled across the border from China into Korea but there weren't any priests to, kind of, to, to, to lead the church so lay people did so there were, there were Catholic communities in Korea that were entirely lay led so obviously they, they didn't have mass they didn't have confession but they would have had prayer groups, catechesis all sorts of things like that all led, led by lay people so Andrew's father uh, was actually martyred for the faith. He himself was, was baptized, I think, at about 15, and saw his, you know, the, the, the death of his own father, and was inspired to become a priest. Obviously, he couldn't become a priest in Korea, so he had to go across the border to China uh, to study there to become a priest, and then was sent back to Korea. So it's like you know, Ireland under the, 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 the persecution of around a similar time when, when there, were, there were priest hunters and that sort of thing. Being a priest, you, you risked your life every single day. Every, any, at any moment, you could have been betrayed, you could have been found out, killed, and there would have been absolutely no mercy and no court of appeal. There was nothing like that. Uh, you were found, you were dead. I mean, end of story. So he worked as a priest, loving and serving his people. He saw the need, though, for, for further missionaries, for more missionaries. So he was asked to go to the Chinese border and help smuggle across some French missionaries that had come uh, that wanted to go to, to uh, Korea via China. During this particular escapade, uh, he was, that's when he was found out, captured by the authorities, tortured and beheaded. And there's a couple of things that just really struck me uh, about this, this story, is that all this happened when he was 25, 25, and I think he was a priest, was it, for, was it a little over one year, something like that, he was a priest a little over one year, and at 25 years of age, he gives his life for Christ like that, just as I say, living in that, in that constant threat, and then in, for love of his people, trying to get more missionaries across the border, just to bring the good news, he's captured, tortured, and killed, like it's, it's, it's such a, a, a tragic and beautiful story at the same time. He loved his people that much. It's, it's so easy to see the parallel between for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, you know, for I so love my people that I give my very life for them. What an example for priesthood. What an example for the kind of priesthood we need today as well. That kind of selfless heroic, courageous priesthood we're in, in, in such dire need of. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were trying to discern uh, a move in their job and they, they, they used a very interesting uh, expression. They said, I'm just trying to work out, I have this idea, I'm trying to work out, is it a good thing or is it a God thing? Is it a good thing 
or is it a God thing? Because often, often our choices are between two good things. Do you know, I mean, I could become a nurse or I could become an engineer. Both are good. There's no kind of there's no reason that engineering is satanic, and you know it does. does it's, it's, it's not a choice between good and evil, because generally generally speaking, a choice between good and evil is fairly obvious. You know, uh, even as as a child, I mean, this is what we're we're taught constantly in in our childhood. You know, don't sit on your sister's head. You know, don't you know with a hurley. Don't aim for the face. You know, like. We kind of learn that fairly lively, that you're not supposed to do these things. So you might have a, you know, I want to hit someone, <laughs> and you learn not to. Uh, so we learn not to do, if we have a choice between good and evil, generally speaking, we know that evil is bad. It's a lot more difficult when you're, choice, you're choosing between two good things. You know, I mean, I could do a master's or I could go out in the working world. I could date this person or I could date that person. Uh, I don't know. Both seem good to me. So this is where, when you, we look at, uh, at, at Father Kim's life, Father Andrew Kim's life, he often had to choose between things that, well, is this a good thing or a God thing? Because sometimes, actually, the God thing mightn't have looked like a good thing at all. I mean, will I go to the Chinese border and bring in French missionaries? When that means I'm, I'm going to be face-to-face, like with border police and border patrol and danger. That doesn't seem like a good thing to me, but... There is a good thing in bringing in further missionaries. So is this a good thing or a God thing? Not always easy to know. And this is where like, I think we, see, we can see our lives as well paralleled in, in some of the decisions that, that, that the saints are making. Uh, is this a good thing or is this a God thing? Is this the will of God, even though it's hard and even though maybe it's against my will? Is it a good thing? Is this what God wants? Is this what God wants? Because often what God wants is uh, difficult. It could be contrary to our own opinion. It might cause outright rebellion in us. But is this what God wants? It's, it's such a pity that we can't ever fast forward our story five years and then look back. Because you can fast forward five years and go, oh, that's why he allowed that. That's why he wanted that. That's why he asked that. But we, we can't do that. You know, I mean, it would be great. I'd love it. I'd love to see, you know, if I, if I make this, this decision now, what are the consequences in five years? If I could know that, and then, okay, now I understand. But if that's the way we operated, we would never need faith. We'd never need to walk by faith. We'd only walk in human security. You know, I've worked this out. I know this, and therefore I will do it, as opposed to, Father, I trust you. I trust you. And I trust that even amidst temporary failure, or even amidst certain doors closing, I trust you. I trust your will. I trust that there's a bigger picture in all of this. I trust that those doors need to close so that the the last door, the one that you want me to go through, that that will be the one I choose. So certain doors need to close. So even though it may be painful that certain things aren't working out and I'm wondering why, the door that's left open, maybe that's the one the Lord wants me to take. So that, that, that helps me to choose, even though it may be painful. Is this a good thing or is this a God thing? It's the, maybe a more modern way of phrasing what Our Lady would say. 
Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Not according to what I understand. Not according to even what I consider good at this moment. I mean, there's nothing good about having to give birth to a child in a stable or flee from a madman king who is killing children under the years or around the same age as your child. There's nothing good about any of that. Do whatever he tells you. So we ask the Lord today, in our own decisions, big and small, that we will ask ourselves, is this, is this a good thing or is this a God thing? Is this what God wants? If, that's what God, if this is what God wants, then let us rejoice and be glad. Because this is a divine plan from a divine intellect who wants our ultimate happiness. May we rest assured that doing the Lord's will is the maximum of our happiness. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for our Masses and Homilies here in Holy Family Mission. We would like to ask uh, two things of you, if we may. We're about to start our new year uh, with uh, our new community members on Sunday week, the 24th of September. It's our, our eighth year, and we're delighted now to welcome uh, our new community uh, to be part of Holy Family for this year of faith formation, where they should discover a new or, to a greater depth, this personal relationship with Jesus and his transforming and healing power. So, to that end, we are also uh, re restoring our uh, chapel here. Uh, unfortunately, we have a leaking roof and leaking walls, and so we were quoted recently at uh, 6,000 euro to do some work here in the chapel and some work in the house where, which has, has similar problems. So if you could help us uh, with this appeal we would be greatly, greatly appreciative so that this work can continue. We wish to uh, be instruments of the Lord in renewing the faith. We want young people to know who Jesus is. And so this, this chapel is used a lot, thank God, uh, but we'd like to, to keep it in, 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 in working order and uh, to have the most beautiful place that we can for the Lord to reside in and for people to pray in. So if you'd like to support this appeal uh, to this chapel dedicated to Our Lady of Sorrows, please go to our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and you can donate there. And all donations will be greatly, greatly appreciated. God bless you.